Hey there, Kenfo. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pie talks here I'll be giving, then won't y'all consider buying old Uncle Maduro a cigar? You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I be giving. So now that I'm done harassing y'all like a cigar at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right, now. How y'all doing there? Sure would like to thank y'all for stopping by to have a cigar with me, Uncle Maduro. Man, look at here. Man, let me tell y'all something. Now, y'all know before we get started, all I tell y'all what I'm smoking on. And today, I'm out here on my front dairy. Man, and it's a beautiful day down here in Florida. I got me one of these old ghosts in my hand. Not a ghost that can, like, go through walls of Casper the Ghost. I got one of these ghost cigars by Gurkha. Now, let me tell you something now. What's surprising to me is, I remember a few years back when I first started going up to Rod's Cigars, a gentleman gave me a Gurkha t-shirt and a Gurkha hat, and he gave me a Gurkha cigar. Now, I smoked that Gurkha cigar, and it was horrible. Now, mind you, I just had first started smoking these little sticks here, so I didn't really know what I was doing, but it was horrible. Then I tried another Gurkha cigar a little later, and it was horrible too. Now, um, last Friday when I was up there, Roz, I go to the humidor and I wanted to try something a little different, you know, like as I, like as I always do. And I picked up this ghost. Now, I got a tendency of not fully reading things the first time. You know, that's why I got married three times. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not good at reading reading three times either. But I did pick up this ghost. Now, I'm going to show you how your mind is. Now, now, mind you, I said I wasn't going to smoke any other Gurkha after those two experiences that I had. But I went in there and I picked up this ghost, and I didn't know it was a Gurkha. I just seen ghost, and I picked it up. I knew I ain't tried nothing that's, that said ghost before. So I picked up the ghost, and I smoked it, and I was really enjoying it. Matter of fact, before I left bras, I bought me two more to bring home to my humidor in here. And uh, something, that, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and I was out here on the front garret. And I was smoking, and I said, you know what? Let me look at this. I looked at it again. It said ghost. But I looked at it again. It had Gurkha. I'm like, ain't this something else? Cut Jimmy the Jagwagon. This is a Gurkha cigar. And I said I wasn't smoking no more Gurkha. But I really, really enjoyed this ghost. Now, I don't know if it's a consistent thing with them and they sticks or what. I don't know. And I ain't no, no officiado in this thing, so I can't tell you. But the only thing I know is that these the uh, two ghosts that I just recently had, Include this one right here. Has I have really been enjoying this Gurkha Ghost. So I don't know what it is with Gurkha. You know they say Gurkha is one of them cigar, cigar, uh, cigar. These little cigar people, uh, folks that they good at promoting and marketing. They have good at swag and stuff like that. But you know I don't know. But I'm really been enjoying this Gurkha Ghost. So. Uh, I guess I'm just going to keep on uh, enjoying them until I get a bad one. The next next time I get a bad one, then I stay away from it again. <laughs> Wish I could learn that with my first three wives. <laughs> got a bad one, then stay away from it. Got a second bad one, then stay away from it. Got a third bad one, then stay away from it. I'll stay away from it now. Because right now for me, I'm telling y'all, the only thing I like enjoying now is my cigars and my good friends and sitting here in my rocking chair. And matter of fact, speak of my rocking chair here, uh, a few weeks back, um, uh, friend of mine, matter of fact, you know, friend of mine, Roz, at the cigar spot, Roz has some extra furniture, because he has some folks moving out of one of his places, 
So he asked me did I need something for my back patio back there. I said, no, not not really because I don't sit on my back patio back there. You know, I don't sit back there. I used to sit out here in the front where I can see all the cars go by and the people walk by. I guess where I can be nosy. So I said, no, you know, I don't really need anything for the back. And he said, well, I got a few pieces maybe you want to come over and take a look at for your front. So I woke up, Miss O. Said one Saturday morning, you know, he came by and I followed him over there. You know, if I had my golf court, I followed him over on my golf court. It's right back on the back street back then. You know, because we live in this gated community, you know. And uh, so I goes back then. He had some nice two wicker chairs, a little white table, uh, a nice little wicker, like, basket, like, table. And it was some real nice pieces, so... He lets me have them. I brought them on home. Corner, and I got a couple more little tables too. I set them up there on my front porch. I wish y'all could see it. It sure looked nice, man. These little two little wicker chairs, little wicker basket, little wicker table. I got my cigar ashtray on it that Roz gave me. And I got my two nice little uh, beige recliners, beige and black recliners, uh, uh, front porch chairs. And I got my rocking chair in the middle. And this is just so nice. Man, I'm sitting up here rocking, talking to y'all, smoking on a ghost cigar. And it's beautiful down here in Florida. Kind of make me think, how in the hell do folks live up north? You know, how they live up north in all that old crazy cold? <laughs> you got to be out there mind living in old crazy cold, man. Here it is March, and it is just beautiful. I think right now it's getting on up there close to about 76 degrees, something like that. I ain't got to check the weather because it's nice. You see what I'm saying? But, man, let me tell you something. I'm really enjoying this. So y'all get a chance. You know, y'all pick up this gurgle, go cigar, and see for y'all self. See how y'all like this thing. Because, like I said, right now I'm enjoying it. Next time I have a bad gurgle, I'll just stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, but this show is peaceful, man. You know, these kind of rocking chairs, you know, kind of rocking chairs kind of remind me when I was a little boy growing up back down there in uh, in Louisiana. You know, uh, in back of the big house, there was another house, you know, that when my dad and mom got married, my dad folks made him put a, a house in the backyard. So he put that house in the backyard and... um you know, it was old and run down, you know, by the time, you know, I was a legit because they had separated. But then, you know, when my dad would go to work, I still would go back there in that old back old house. And it had an old rocking chair in there, old wooden rocking chair. And, man, I tell you, man, that old wooden house, it was a shotgun house. Y'all know anything about shotgun houses. So they didn't have no bathroom, man. Didn't even have a kitchen. I don't know how my mom and dad lived in that house. Didn't even have a kitchen. Just had one room, two room, and three room. And then the little back garage. Didn't he have a bathroom in it. So, but that's the house that I, that I was born and raised in. But I used to sit in that house, man. No air, man. Back there in Louisiana, man, it must have been 150 degrees inside that house. I sit there, I sit there inside that house. And, man, I just sit and rock and chill. I just sit and rock. Wait on my daddy to come home. Yep, yep. I was just sitting rock, rock. He was hiding that man. Sweat just pouring off me, man. But I just enjoyed rocking in that chair, just waiting on my daddy to come home. And that's what it's like when I got this old rocking chair right here. When I got this rocking chair right here, it was nice and peaceful and comfort. You know, I just sit there on my front garret, and I just rock, man, smoke my little cigar. And to be honest with y'all, sometimes, man, I don't even like to go nowhere now. I just enjoy, man, sitting in this little cigar, man, just relaxing. Rocking away, seeing my neighbors. How you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if people can live up north no more <laughs> in the wintertime. 
<laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> so you know, it's it's it's, it's real. It's real. It's, it's uh, it's really a good feeling. You know, as a matter of fact, that's the time when I was mostly at my peace. I'm sorry, y'all. That was my neighbor. I had to say hi to. Her. I couldn't sit here and be anti-social and talk to y'all and not say hi to my neighbor. But yeah, I always felt peaceful in a rocking chair. Since I had the rocking chair probably for about two weeks now, and it just had bring me so such so much peace and calmness. You know, like I say, one of the things I enjoy doing. I think I may enjoy rocking better than I do being around people. To be honest with y'all. But it's all right to me, though. Got to have a little balance in life. You can't be tilted one way or the other. Got to have a little balance. But look here. What I want to talk to y'all here about here tonight was something that I was looking at called Clearview. Do y'all know what Clearview AI is? You know, back in the day, it had a song called Somebody's Watching Me. I Can't Get No Privacy. Ooh, they used to play that song over and over and over on the radio. That time when radio stations started playing only a 10-song rotation. You know, you you hear the same song every 15 minutes, seemed like it. And they played the death out of that song. But this is the real-life thing here. This Clearview AI is something that just marvels me. I mean, you know when you go into any of these stores, you know, they got these cameras up and everything like that. Everybody watching you. And besides, you putting your own pictures on Instagrams and Facebook and stuff like that. Well, there's a company out there called Clearview AI, right? The information on these folks just getting out the bag. You know, I'm not going to go into, I'm 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 going to let the talk tell y'all who Clearview AI is. But let's just say Ain't nothing private no more. People complain about, you know, somebody taking their pictures. How you doing there? People complain about taking their pictures and stuff like that. But when you take your own picture and everywhere you go, your picture, not just your picture, but your likeness, how you walk, your mannerism, all that stuff is being recorded. And how they're using this information is not legally. Not legally at all. But look, I'm going to let y'all, I may come back and say a little bit after a little talk here because I, told y'all I don't want to be going to no long rant, you know, after these little talking like that, like y'all to get the information, but I may come back and seal this up, you know, after this one right here, in light of some new information that uh, I just learned. So right now, I want y'all to take a look at, take a listen to this, rather, this on Clearview AI, and I'm going to sit back here in my rocking chair on my front gear, and it's beautiful for the sunshine, smoking on me a Gurkha Gold Cigar, and I'm going to catch up with y'all on the flip side, all right, all right now. Clearview AI is an American technology company that provides facial recognition software, which is used by private companies, law enforcement agencies, universities, and individuals. The company has developed technology that can match faces to a database of more than 3 billion images indexed from the Internet, including social media applications. Founded by Hone Tundat and Richard Schwartz, the company maintained a low profile until late 2019, when its usage by law enforcement was reported on. Multiple reports identified Clearview's association with far right personas dating back to 2016, when the company claimed to sever ties with two employees. In January 2020, Twitter sent a cease and desist letter and requested the deletion of all collected data. This was followed by similar actions by YouTube, via Google, and Facebook in February. Clearview sells access to its database to law enforcement agencies for use in cases such as child sexual abuse and has 2,400 active users in North America including the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Department of Homeland Security according to the Wall Street Journal. However, contrary to Clearview's claims that its service is sold only to law enforcement, 
a data breach in early 2020 revealed that numerous commercial organizations were on Clearview's customer list. A spokesperson for the company claimed its valuation to be more than $100 million. History Clearview operated in near secrecy until the release of the New York Times expose titled The Secretive Company That Might End Privacy As We Know It in January 2020. Citing the article, over 40 tech and civil rights organizations including Color of Change, Council on American, Islamic Relations, Demand Progress, Electronic Frontier Foundation, Electronic Privacy Information Center, Fight for the Future, Freedom of the Press Foundation, Media Alliance, National Center for Transgender Equality, National Hispanic Media Coalition, National LGBTQ Task Force, Project on Government Oversight, Restore the Fourth, and the Woodhull Freedom Foundation sent a letter to the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board, CLOB, and four congressional committees, outlining their concerns with facial recognition and Clearview, asking the CLOB to suspend the use of facial recognition. It sparked a global debate on the regulation of facial recognition technology by governments and law enforcement. Numerous international media outlets called for a ban of the Clearview software upon learning that 3 billion images had been collected from social media websites should the images have ever been public. Law enforcement officers have stated that Clearview's facial recognition is far superior in identifying perpetrators from any angle than previously used technology. The New York Times identified Hone Tunnett and Richard Schwartz as the company's founders with investors including Peter Thiel. Tunnett worked as a software developer at AngelList prior to founding Clearview AI Tunnett first gained public notice in 2009, when he created Vidiho, a website that spammed users' contacts and was described as phishing or a computer worm. Tunnett denied creating a phishing site and claimed a software bug was the cause. He then created FastForwarded.com, a similar phishing site. He also created an app called Trump Hair, which placed Donald Trump's hair on photos. Richard Schwartz was a graduate of Columbia University and New York University, holding degrees in history and public policy. He began his career working for Henry Stern, when Stern was a member of the New York City Council. Schwartz continued working with Stern during Stern's tenure as New York City Parks Commissioner under New York City Mayor Ed Cook. Schwartz heavily contributed to the 1980s New York City Parks restoration and continued public service under Mayor David Dinkins. He was appointed senior policy advisor to New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani in the 1990s. Schwartz authored the Work Experience Program, a welfare reform program. Schwartz founded Opportunity America, a job matching service for welfare recipients, one day after leaving public service in 1997. He served as editorial editor at the New York Daily News in the 2000s. Tundat and Schwartz met at the Manhattan Institute. After discovering Clearview AI was scraping images from their site, Twitter sent a cease and desist letter, insisting that they remove all images as it is against Twitter's policies. Facebook has said they are reviewing the situation, and Venmo also stated it is against their policies. On February 5th and 6, 2020, Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Venmo sent cease and desist letters as it is against their policies. Tundat responded in an interview with Errol Barnett of CBS this morning that there's a First Amendment right to the information, results were 99.6% accurate, and they have 3 billion scraped images. In February 2020, multiple sources reported that Clearview AI had experienced a data breach, exposing its list of customers. Clearview's attorney, Tor Ekeland stated the flaw has been patched. In April 2020, TechCrunch reported that Mossab Hussein of Spider Silk, a security firm, discovered Clearview source code repositories had been exposed with a misconfigured user security setting. This included secret keys and credentials, including cloud storage and Slack tokens. The compiled apps and pre-release apps were accessible, 
allowing Hussein to run the macOS and iOS apps against Clearview services. While Tunnet called Hussein's disclosure of the bug extortion, Hussein reported the breach to Clearview but refused to sign a non-disclosure agreement necessary for the program. He also found 70,000 videos in one storage bucket from Arudin Management Apartment Building's entrance. A Huffington Post story published in April 2020 identified a Slack channel from 2016 that was created by Charles C. Johnson and Pax Dickinson called We Search or Taken from a crowdfunding site of the same name. Channel members included Tundat, Schwartz, Marco Jukic, Tyler Bass, and Douglas Mackey who all worked for Smart Chakra. Clearview's original name before rebranding 43 Mackey was associated with alt-right white supremacist congressional candidate Paul Nellen. Clearview claimed to have had no knowledge of Mackey's persona, though Mackey was also part of the We Searcher Slack under his fake name. After Mackey's persona was revealed, Schwartz used a reputation management company to obscure his involvement with Smart Chakra. In September 2020, it was reported that Clearview had raised $8.625 million in equity sales during a funding round. The company's SEC filing did not disclose investors in the round. Before the deal, Clearview has raised a total of $8.4 million from investors including Kyrnaga Partners and Peter Thiel. After the 2021 storming of the United States Capitol, the Oxford Police Department in Alabama used Clearview software to run a number of images posted by the Federal Bureau of Investigation in its public request for suspect information to generate leads for people present during the riot. Photo matches and information were sent to the FBI who declined to comment on its techniques. Marketing efforts and pushback. Clearview's marketing claimed their facial recognition led to a terrorist arrest. The identification was submitted to the New York Police Department tip line, but the NYPD did not use this tip to identify the suspect, and stated they have no institutional relationship with Clearview, though some rogue officers use it. Clearview claims to have solved two other New York cases and 40 cold cases, later stating they submitted them to tip lines. The company was sent a cease and desist letter from the office of New Jersey Attorney General Gerber Gruel after including a promotional video on its website with the images of Gruel. Clearview had claimed that its app played a role in a New Jersey police sting, which Gruel confirmed had been used to identify one of the child predators. He banned the use of Clearview in all 21 counties in New Jersey and stated that we need to have a full understanding of what is happening here and ensure there are appropriate safeguards before using similar products. Tor Ecoland, a lawyer for Clearview, confirmed the marketing video was taken down the same day. On March 17, 2020, the Wall Street Journal stated that Clearview was pitching their technology to states for use in contact tracing to assist with the COVID-19 pandemic. The next web said this effort gives Clearview a chance to repair its reputation. Cybersecurity expert Josephine Wolf called out Clearview in an op-ed in the New York Times, the United States government's engagement with the facial recognition company Clearview AI on coronavirus tracking is especially worrisome in this regard, and that the company's product is still every bit as dangerous, invasive, and unnecessary as it was before the spread of the coronavirus. Internet law professor Jonathan Zittrain called the coronavirus work a savvy move, aimed at turning a rogue actor into a hero. The idea surfaced again in late April 2020 when Tunnet appeared on NBC News Now to pitch the idea. He said they have been in contact with federal and state authorities. Harvard Law School bioethics professor I. Glenn Cohen expressed concern, fight for the future's response was absolutely the fuck not, calling Clearview a cartoonishly shady surveillance vendor. CPO magazine called Clearview a poster child for potential abuses and lack of transparency. University of Chicago Law School professor Lyar Strahilovitz said when I hear about potential collaborations between the government and Clearview AI to use facial recognition I shudder. I think those are the kinds of tools where the benefits of using them are not zero, but the harms are really substantial. Clearview has been described in the press as sketchy, 
Creepy, the world's scariest facial recognition company, an Olympic-caliber web scraper, and as the company that might end privacy as we know it. Senator Edward J. Markey wrote Clearview and Tun that, stating widespread use of your technology could facilitate dangerous behavior and could effectively destroy individuals' ability to go about their daily lives anonymously. Markey asked Clearview to detail aspects of its business to understand these privacy, bias, and security concerns. Responded through an attorney, declining to reveal information. In response to this, Markey wrote a second letter, calling their response unacceptable and containing dubious claims, highlighting the concern of Clearview selling its technology to authoritarian regimes and possible violations of COPPA. Senator Markey wrote his third letter to the company with concerns, stating this health crisis cannot justify using unreliable surveillance tools that could undermine our privacy rights. Markey asked a series of questions about what government entities Clearview has been talking with, in addition to unanswered privacy concerns. Senator Ron Wyden voiced concerns about Clearview and had meetings with Tun that cancelled on three occasions. Technology Clearview states their technology is not for public consumption and meant for law enforcement usage, but their marketing material encouraged users to run wild with their use, suggesting searching for family and friends as well as celebrities. Clearview also indicated they were targeting private security firms and marketed to casinos through Clearview's Jessica Medeiros Garrison. Clearview planned expansion to many countries, including Brazil, Colombia, and Nigeria, a cluster that BuzzFeed titles authoritarian regimes including United Arab Emirates, Qatar, and Singapore, and general data protection regulation following EU countries including Italy, Greece, and Netherlands. While Clearview's app is only supposed to be privately accessible to customers, Gizmodo found the Android application package in an unsecured Amazon S3 bucket. In addition to application tracking, Google Analytics, Crashlytics, it contains references to Google Play services, Firebase or app measurement, requests precise phone location data, and appeared to have features for voice search, sharing a free demo account to other users, augmented reality integration with Vuzix, and sending gallery photos or taking photos from the app itself. There were also references to scanning barcodes on a driver's license and to realwear. TechCrunch found the application for Apple iOS devices in an unsecured S3 bucket. The instructions showed how to load an enterprise, developer, certificate so the app could be installed without being published on the App Store. Clearview's access was suspended, as it was against Apple's terms of service for developers. This effectively disables the app. BuzzFeed discovered that Clearview also operates a secondary business, Inside Camera, which provides AI-enabled security cameras. It is targeted at retail, banking and residential buildings. Two customers have used the technology, United Federation of Teachers and Rudin Management. Accuracy Documents from Clearview have claimed 98.6% or 100% accuracy while using their standard 99.6% confidence interval. Clearview provided an October 2019 document to the North Miami Police Department indicating they used a public review panel, consisting of Jonathan Lipman, former chief judge of the New York Court of Appeals, currently at Latham and Watkins, introduced via Richard Schwartz, Nicholas Casimidis, business person, and Aaron Wren, formerly at Manhattan Institute, while using the methodology that ACLU used to test Amazon recognition. Jacob Snow of the ACLU responded, stating Clearview's test couldn't be more different than the ACLU's work, pointed out the accuracy flaws and lack of actual racial bias methodology, and objected to Clearview implying that ACLU might endorse their dangerous and untested surveillance product. Now, let's take a closer look at Clearview AI. Some of the info may be a little redundant but that's okay. The secretive company that might end privacy as we know it. 
A little-known startup helps law enforcement match photos of unknown people to their online images and might lead to a dystopian future or something, a backer says. Until recently, Hontun that's greatest hits included an obscure iPhone game and an app that let people put Donald Trump's distinctive yellow hair on their own photos. Then Mr. Tun that an Australian techie and one-time model did something momentous, he invented a tool that could end your ability to walk down the street anonymously, and provided it to hundreds of law enforcement agencies, ranging from local cops in Florida to the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. His tiny company, Clearview AI, devised a groundbreaking facial recognition app. You take a picture of a person, upload it and get to see public photos of that person, along with links to where those photos appeared. The system whose backbone is a database of more than 3 billion images that Clearview claims to have scraped from Facebook, YouTube, Venmo, and millions of other websites goes far beyond anything ever constructed by the United States government or Silicon Valley giants. Federal and state law enforcement officers said that while they had only limited knowledge of how Clearview works and who is behind it, they had used its app to help solve shoplifting, identity theft, credit card fraud, murder, and child sexual exploitation cases. Until now, Technology that readily identifies everyone based on his or her face has been taboo because of its radical erosion of privacy. Tech companies capable of releasing such a tool have refrained from doing so. In 2011, Google's chairman at the time said it was the one technology the company had held back because it could be used in a very bad way. Some large cities, including San Francisco, have barred police from using facial recognition technology. But without public scrutiny, more than 600 law enforcement agencies have started using Clearview in the past year, according to the company, which declined to provide a list. The computer code underlying its app, analyzed by the New York Times, includes programming language to pair it with augmented reality glasses, users would potentially be able to identify every person they saw. The tool could identify activists at a protest or an attractive stranger on the subway, revealing not just their names but where they lived, what they did and whom they knew. And it's not just law enforcement. Clearview has also licensed the app to at least a handful of companies for security purposes. The weaponization possibilities of this are endless, said Eric Goldman, co-director of the high-tech law institute at Santa Clara University. Imagine a rogue law enforcement officer who wants to stalk potential romantic partners, or a foreign government using this to dig up secrets about people to blackmail them or throw them in jail. Clearview has shrouded itself in secrecy, avoiding debate about its boundary-pushing technology. When I began looking into the company in November, its website was a bare page showing a non-existent Manhattan address as its place of business. The company's one employee listed on LinkedIn, a sales manager named John Good, turned out to be Mr. Tundat, using a fake name. For a month, people affiliated with the company would not return my emails or phone calls. While the company was dodging me, it was also monitoring me. At my request, a number of police officers had run my photo through the Clearview app. They soon received phone calls from company representatives asking if they were talking to the media a sign that Clearview has the ability and, in this case, the appetite to monitor whom law enforcement is searching for. Facial recognition technology has always been controversial. It makes people nervous about Big Brother. It has a tendency to deliver false matches for certain groups, like people of color. And some facial recognition products used by the police including Clearviews haven't been vetted by independent experts. Clearview's app carries extra risks because law enforcement agencies are uploading sensitive photos to the servers of a company whose ability to protect its data is untested. The company eventually started answering my questions, saying that its earlier silence was typical of an early-stage startup in stealth mode. Mr. Tundat acknowledged designing a prototype for use with augmented reality glasses but said the company had no plans to release it. 
and he said my photo had rung alarm bells because the app flags possible anomalous search behavior in order to prevent users from conducting what it deemed inappropriate searches. In addition to Mr. Tundat, Clearview was founded by Richard Schwartz who was an aide to Rudolph W. Giuliani when he was mayor of New York and backed financially by Peter Thiel, a venture capitalist behind Facebook and Palantir. Another early investor is a small firm called Kyrnaga Partners. Its founder, David Scalzo, dismissed concerns about Clearview making the internet searchable by face, saying it's a valuable crime-solving tool. I've come to the conclusion that because information constantly increases, there's never going to be privacy, Mr. Scalzo said. Laws have to determine what's legal, but you can't ban technology. Sure, that might lead to a dystopian future or something, but you can't ban it. Addicted to AI. Mr. Tundat, 31, grew up a long way from Silicon Valley. In his native Australia, he was raised on tales of his royal ancestors in Vietnam. In 2007, he dropped out of college and moved to San Francisco. The iPhone had just arrived, and his goal was to get in early on what he expected would be a vibrant market for social media apps. But his early ventures never gained real traction. In 2009, Mr. Tundet created a site that let people share links to videos with all the contacts in their instant messengers. Mr. Tundet shut it down after it was branded a phishing scam. In 2015, he spun up Trump hair, which added Mr. Trump's distinctive coif to people in a photo, and a photo sharing program. Both fizzled. Dispirited, Mr. Tundat moved to New York in 2016. Tall and slender, with long black hair, he considered a modeling career, he said, but after one shoot he returned to trying to figure out the next big thing in tech. He started reading academic papers on artificial intelligence, image recognition, and machine learning. Mr. Schwartz and Mr. Tundat met in 2016 at a book event at the Manhattan Institute, a conservative think tank. Mr. Schwartz, now 61, had amassed an impressive Rolodex working for Mr. Giuliani in the 1990s and serving as the editorial page editor of the New York Daily News in the early 2000s. The two soon decided to go into the facial recognition business together, Mr. Tundat would build the app, and Mr. Schwartz would use his contacts to drum up commercial interest. Police departments have had access to facial recognition tools for almost 20 years, but they have historically been limited to searching government-provided images, such as mugshots and driver's license photos. In recent years, facial recognition algorithms have improved in accuracy, and companies like Amazon offer products that can create a facial recognition program for any database of images. Mr. Tundat wanted to go way beyond that. He began in 2016 by recruiting a couple of engineers. One helped design a program that can automatically collect images of people's faces from across the internet, such as employment sites, news sites, educational sites, and social networks including Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and even Venmo. Representatives of those companies said their policies prohibit such scraping, and Twitter said it explicitly banned use of its data for facial recognition. Another engineer was hired to perfect a facial recognition algorithm that was derived from academic papers. The result, a system that uses what Mr. Tundat described as a state-of-the-art neural net to convert all the images into mathematical formulas, or vectors, based on facial geometry like how far apart a person's eyes are. Clearview created a vast directory that clustered all the photos with similar vectors into neighborhoods. When a user uploads a photo of a face into Clearview's system, it converts the face into a vector and then shows all the scraped photos stored in that vector's neighborhood along with the links to the sites from which those images came. Mr. Schwartz paid for server costs and basic expenses, but the operation was bare bones, everyone worked from home. I was living on credit card debt, Mr. Tundat said. Plus, 
I was a Bitcoin believer, so I had some of those. Maybe it could be used to vet babysitters or as an add-on feature for surveillance cameras. What about a tool for security guards in the lobbies of buildings or to help hotels greet guests by name? We thought of every idea, Mr. Tundat said. One of the otter pitches, in late 2017, was to Paul Nellen an anti-Semite and self-described pro-white Republican running for Congress in Wisconsin to use unconventional databases for extreme opposition research, according to a document provided to Mr. Nellen and later posted online. Mr. Tundat said the company never actually offered such services. The company soon changed its name to Clearview AI and began marketing to law enforcement. That was when the company got its first round of funding from outside investors, Mr. Teal and Kairanaga Partners. Among other things, Mr. Teal was famous for secretly financing Hulk Hogan's lawsuit that bankrupted the popular website Gawker. Both Mr. Teal and Mr. Tundat had been the subject of negative articles by Gawker. In 2017, Peter gave a talented young founder $200,000, which two years later converted to equity in Clearview AI, said Jeremiah Hall, Mr. Thiel's spokesman. That was Peter's only contribution, he is not involved in the company. Even after a second funding round in 2019, Clearview remains tiny, having raised $7 million from investors, according to PitchBook, a website that tracks investments in Start UPS. The company declined to confirm the amount. In February, the Indiana State Police started experimenting with Clearview. They solved the case within 20 minutes of using the app. Two men had gotten into a fight in a park, and it ended when one shot the other in the stomach. A bystander recorded the crime on a phone, so the police had a still of the gunman's face to run through Clearview's app. They immediately got a match, the man appeared in a video that someone had posted on social media, and his name was included in a caption on the video. He did not have a driver's license and hadn't been arrested as an adult, so he wasn't in government databases, said Chuck Cohen, an Indiana State Police captain at the time. The man was arrested and charged, Mr. Cohen said he probably wouldn't have been identified without the ability to search social media for his face. The Indiana State Police became Clearview's first paying customer, according to the company. The police declined to comment beyond saying that they tested Clearview's app. Clearview deployed current and former Republican officials to approach police forces, offering free trials and annual licenses for as little as $2,000. Mr. Schwartz tapped his political connections to help make government officials aware of the tool, according to Mr. Tundat. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to help hone build Clearview into a mission-driven organization that's helping law enforcement protect children and enhance the safety of communities across the country, Mr. Schwartz said through a spokeswoman. The company's main contact for customers was Jessica Medeiros Garrison, who managed Luther Strange's Republican campaign for Alabama Attorney General. Brandon Fricka, an NFL agent engaged to the Fox Nation host Tommy Lauren, said in a financial disclosure report during a congressional campaign in California that he was a growth consultant for the company. Clearview said that it was a brief, unpaid role, and that the company had enlisted Democrats to help market its product as well. A chart from marketing materials that Clearview provided to law enforcement.credit, Clearview. The company's most effective sales technique was offering 30-day free trials to officers, who then encouraged their acquisition departments to sign up and praised the tool to officers from other police departments at conferences and online, according to the company and documents provided by police departments in response to public record requests. Mr. Tundat finally had his viral hit. In July, a detective in Clifton, NJ, urged his captain in an email to buy the software because it was able to identify a suspect in a matter of seconds. During the department's free trial, Clearview had identified shoplifters, an Apple store thief and a good Samaritan who had punched out a man threatening people with a knife. 
photos could be coveredly taken with telephoto lens and input into the software, without burning the surveillance operation, the detective wrote in the email, provided to the Times by two researchers, Beryl Lipton of Muckrock and Freddie Martinez of Open the Government. They discovered Clearview late last year while looking into how local police departments are using facial recognition. According to a Clearview sales presentation reviewed by the Times, the app helped identify a range of individuals, a person who was accused of sexually abusing a child whose face appeared in the mirror of someone's else gym photo, the person behind a string of mailbox thefts in Atlanta, a John Doe found dead on an Alabama sidewalk, and suspects in multiple identity fraud cases at banks. An unregulated facial recognition app can probably tell the police your name, and help them find out where you live and who your friends are. Today, a secretive company promising the next generation of facial recognition software has compiled a database of images far bigger than anything ever constructed by the U.S. government. The Daily's Annie Brown speaks to reporter Kashmir Hill about whether the technology is a breakthrough for law enforcement or the end of privacy as we know it. In Gainesville, FLA, Detective Sergeant Nick Ferrara heard about Clearview last summer when it advertised on CrimeDex, a listserv for investigators who specialize in financial crimes. He said he had previously relied solely on a state-provided facial recognition tool, FACES, which draws from more than 30 million Florida mugshots and Department of Motor Vehicle photos. Sergeant Ferrara found Clearview's app superior, he said. Its nationwide database of images is much larger, and unlike FACES, Clearview's algorithm doesn't require photos of people looking straight at the camera. With Clearview, you can use photos that aren't perfect, Sergeant Ferrara said. A person can be wearing a hat or glasses, or it can be a profile shot or partial view of their face. He uploaded his own photo to the system, and it brought up his Venmo page. He ran photos from old, dead-end cases and identified more than 30 suspects. In September, the Gainesville Police Department paid $10,000 for an annual Clearview license. Federal law enforcement, including the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security, are trying it, as are Canadian law enforcement authorities, according to the company and government officials. Despite its growing popularity, Clearview avoided public mention until the end of 2019, when Florida prosecutors charged a woman with grand theft after two grills and a vacuum were stolen from an Ace Hardware store in Clermont. She was identified when the police ran a still from a surveillance video through Clearview, which led them to her Facebook page. A tattoo visible in the surveillance video and Facebook photos confirmed her identity, according to an affidavit in the case. We're all screwed. Mr. Tundat said the tool does not always work. Most of the photos in Clearview's database are taken at eye level. Much of the material that the police upload is from surveillance cameras mounted on ceilings or high on walls. They put surveillance cameras too high, Mr. Tundat lamented. The angle is wrong for good face recognition. Despite that, the company said, its tool finds matches up to 75% of the time. But it is unclear how often the tool delivers false matches, because it has not been tested by an independent party such as the National Institute of Standards and Technology, a federal agency that rates the performance of facial recognition algorithms. We have no data to suggest this tool is accurate, said Claire Garvey, a researcher at Georgetown University's Center on Privacy and Technology, who has studied the government's use of facial recognition. The larger the database, the larger the risk of misidentification because of the doppelganger effect. They're talking about a massive database of random people they've found on the internet. But current and former law enforcement officials say the app is effective. For us, the testing was whether it worked or not, said Mr. Cohen, the former Indiana State Police captain. One reason that Clearview is catching on is that its service is unique.
That's because Facebook and other social media sites prohibit people from scraping users' images. Clearview is violating the site's terms of service. A lot of people are doing it, Mr. Tundat shrugged. Facebook knows. Jane Ankaro, a Facebook spokesman, said the company was reviewing the situation with Clearview and will take appropriate action if we find they are violating our rules. Mr. Teal, the Clearview investor, sits on Facebook's board. Mr. Nankaro declined to comment on Mr. Thiel's personal investments. Some law enforcement officials said they didn't realize the photos they uploaded were being sent to and stored on Clearview servers. Clearview tries to preempt concerns with an FAQ document given to would-be clients that says its customer support employees won't look at the photos that the police upload. In an August memo that Clearview provided to potential customers, including the Atlanta Police Department and the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office in Florida, Mr. Clement said law enforcement agencies do not violate the federal constitution or relevant existing state biometric and privacy laws when using Clearview for its intended purpose. Mr. Clement, now a partner at Kirkland & Ellis, wrote that the authorities don't have to tell defendants that they were identified via Clearview, as long as it isn't the sole basis for getting a warrant to arrest them. Mr. Clement did not respond to multiple requests for comment. The memo appeared to be effective, the Atlanta Police and Pinellas County Sheriff's Office soon started using Clearview. Because the police upload photos of people they're trying to identify, Clearview possesses a growing database of individuals who have attracted attention from law enforcement. The company also has the ability to manipulate the results that the police see. After the company realized I was asking officers to run my photo through the app, my face was flagged by Clearview systems and for a while showed no matches. When asked about this, Mr. Tunnett laughed and called it a software bug. It's creepy what they're doing, but there will be many more of these companies. There is no monopoly on math, said Al Gittery, a privacy professor at Stanford Law School. Absent a very strong federal privacy law, we're all screwed. Mr. Tunnett said his company used only publicly available images. If you change a privacy setting in Facebook so that search engines can't link to your profile, your Facebook photos won't be included in the database, he said. But if your profile has already been scraped, it is too late. The company keeps all the images it has scraped even if they are later deleted or taken down, though Mr. Tunnett said the company was working on a tool that would let people request that images be removed if they had been taken down from the website of origin. Woodrow Hartsog, a professor of law and computer science at Northeastern University in Boston, sees Clearview as the latest proof that facial recognition should be banned in the United States. We've relied on industry efforts to self-police and not embrace such a risky technology, but now those dams are breaking because there is so much money on the table, Mr. Hartsog said. I don't see a future where we harness the benefits of face recognition technology without the crippling abuse of the surveillance that comes with it. The only way to stop it is to ban it. Where everybody knows your name. During a recent interview at Clearview's offices in a WeWork location in Manhattan's Chelsea neighborhood, Mr. Tunnett demonstrated the app on himself. He took a selfie and uploaded it. The app pulled up 23 photos of him. In one, he is shirtless and lighting a cigarette while covered in what looks like blood. Mr. Tunnett then took my photo with the app. The software bug had been fixed, and now my photo returned numerous results, dating back a decade, including photos of myself that I had never seen before. When I used my hand to cover my nose and the bottom of my face, the app still returned seven correct matches for me. Police officers and Clearview's investors predict that its app will eventually be available to the public. Mr. Tunnett said he was reluctant. There's always going to be a community of bad people who will misuse it, he said. Even if Clearview doesn't make its app publicly available, a copycat company might, now that the taboo is broken. Searching someone by face could become as easy as googling a name.
Strangers would be able to listen in on sensitive conversations, take photos of the participants and know personal secrets. Someone walking down the street would be immediately identifiable and his or her home address would be only a few clicks away. It would herald the end of public anonymity. Asked about the implications of bringing such a power into the world, Mr. Tun that seemed taken aback. I have to think about that, he said. Our belief is that this is the best use of the technology. Attention. All you Walmart shopper. Here's a customer list of users of Clearview AI technology. Following a data leak of Clearview's customer list, BuzzFeed confirmed that 2,200 organizations in 27 countries have accounts with activity. Some may only have had trial access, and many organizations denied any connection to Clearview. American Law Enforcement and Government University of Minnesota Campus Police Florida International University Police, over 200 searches Somerset Police Department, Pennsylvania Illinois Secretary of State, almost 9,000 searches, has been using since approximate November 2019. Macon County, Illinois Sheriff's Office, 2,000 searches. Naperville, Illinois Police Department, 1,700 searches. New York Police Department, over 11,000 searches by over 30 accounts. Raleigh Police Department, North Carolina, a paid client, then its use was banned, then continued to use trial access after the ban. Senoya Police Department, Senoya, Georgia, a paid customer. Chicago Police Department, a paid customer, over 1,500 searches on 30 accounts, paid $49,875 for a two-year licenses. Atlanta Police Department. New York State Police, a paid customer, $15,000 for licenses. Indiana State Police, a paid customer, over 5,700 searches. San Mateo County Sheriff's Office, California, over 2,000 searches. San Diego Police Department, trialed by at least two detectives, then use prohibited on February 19, 2020 and reviewing ethical concerns. San Diego County District Attorney's Office, unauthorized trials by eight investigators. Philadelphia Police Department, over 2,000 searches. Miami Police Department, over 3,000 searches. Plano Police Department, Plano, Texas, trialed, a yearly subscription quoted at $10,000. Irving Police Department, Irving, Texas, trialed. Fort Worth Police Department, Fort Worth, Texas, trialed, 250 searches. Texas Department of Public Safety, signed a $24,000 contract in December 2019. South Plainfield, New Jersey, signed a $2,000 contract in December 2019. North Dakota Attorney General, signed a $5,000 contract in January 2020. White House Tech Office, six searches. United States Marshal Service Criminal Intelligence Branch, a paid customer. United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York Office, a paid customer. FBI, 5,700 searches. BATF, 2,100 searches. U.S. Secret Service, 5,600 searches. DIA, 2,000 searches. Department of Homeland Security's Fusion Centers, 10 centers have used it, 1. The Louisiana State Analytic and Fusion Exchange, is a paying customer. U.S. Air Force, signed a $50,000 contract in December 2019. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, not a paid customer, 280 accounts, 7,500 searches. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Divisions, 60 accounts, including their child exploitation. Investigations Unit of SHE, a paid customer as part of a pilot program, 
the Border Enforcement. Security Task Force at JFK Airport, the Enforcement and Removal Operations, and she office in El Paso, Texas, and an office in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Republican Representative John Ratcliffe, twice nominated as Director of National Intelligence, never logged in or used the account. Republican Representative Mark Walker, a staffer ran over 10 searches. Republican Representative Mike Rogers, never logged in or used the account. Republican Representative Lee Zeldin, never logged in or used the account. Commercial and other non-government entities. Columbia University. Southern Methodist University. University of Alabama. Central Montco Technical High School, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Somerset Berkeley Regional High School, Somerset, Massachusetts. Gavin DeBecker and Associates, a paid customer with over 3,600 searches. Silver Seal Global Security. Home Depot. AT&T, have performed over 200 searches. Verizon. T-Mobile. Kohl's, over 2,000 searches. Rite Aid. Best Buy. Albertsons. Walmart. Macy's, a paid customer with over 6,000 searches, terminated contract in January 2020. Wells Fargo. Bank of America, over 1,900 searches. Coinbase. Equinox Fitness. National Basketball Association. Pechanga Resort and Casino. Las Vegas Sands. Eventbrite. Madison Square Garden. Mabedala Investment Company, a sovereign wealth fund of United Arab Emirates, ran over 100 searches. AI Center of Advanced Studies, aka Thaqat, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. SHW Partners, LLC, Jason Miller, listed as friend. Samarayan Group, PE firm, listed as friend. Droe's Rainy Architecture, listed as friend. American Enterprise Institute, logins from AEI posted a banner stating Richard says hi, presumably referring to Richard Schwartz. The Manhattan Institute, at least a dozen searches, though denied by the think tank. Greylock Partners, a potential investor in 2018. Data Collective Venture Capital, over 270 searches, as recently as February 2020. Passport Capital, over 350 searches. Sequoia Capital, over 210 searches in 10 months. Founders Fund, 2 accounts and 70 searches. Teal Capital, 1 account, never used. Iconic Capital, over 70 searches, as recently as February 2020. SoftBank. RIT Capital Partners. The Zellman Group, over 1,700 searches. Bruning Law Group. Front Wave Credit Union. Navy Federal Credit Union. Chicago Cubs baseball team, 15 searches. Now in closing, let's take a look at, web scraping this is the method Clearview allegedly used to extract your family barbecue pictures off Facebook, or those nude pictures you thought you deleted from your iPhone, Android, or Snapchat. Again, some of this info may be a little redundant but redundancy is good for the memory. How would you like it if anyone armed with an iPhone could figure out a slew of information about you, pull up any Facebook or Instagram picture you've ever been in, and see any other image of you that's been posted publicly online. This scenario appears to be possible thanks to a shady startup called Clearview AI which, as a New York Times investigation earlier this year revealed, has been mining your pictures online to build a vast facial recognition database. At first, Clearview AI maintained that its tool was only meant to be used by law enforcement and a few private companies. But it later became clear that the company has consistently misrepresented both the extent of its work and the breadth of its aspirations. Now the company seems to be reversing its position, again.
This is concerning. Facial recognition is an incredibly powerful tool, and Clearview's tech is trafficking in highly personal information including, potentially, yours. If you're a resident of California or the European Union, feel free to request the data Clearview has on you here, but note you'll likely need to send them a copy of government-issued photo ID. Reporting from BuzzFeed News showed that the company had a client list that went far beyond law enforcement and included the NBA, Best Buy, and Macy's, though some of these companies distanced themselves from the facial recognition startup. In early May, however, BuzzFeed followed up with a report that Clearview promised to cease all of its contracts with private companies, as well as any Illinois entities, in an attempt to make moot a lawsuit alleging the company had violated the state's powerful biometric privacy law. Nevertheless, Clearview has also found a new potential source of business, using its facial recognition as a way to assist COVID-19-related contract tracing efforts. That application quickly worried Senator Edward Markey, who sent a letter to the company's CEO earlier this week demanding more information. And the startup still faces a slew of other lawsuits. Clearview exaggerated the role its technology has played in assisting law enforcement in their investigations while also telling Recode that it had only arranged contracts for its technology with customers in the United States and Canada. Documents identified by BuzzFeed News indicate that the company also provided the technology to users in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, including to clients with ties to those countries' governments. And, earlier this year, we learned from a New York Times report that Clearview AI's leaders had even offered up its tech for those connected with the company to try, and that one billionaire used the software to identify a man who was dating his daughter. The controversy surrounding Clearview has since prompted probes from U.S. senators. The very existence of facial recognition technology has always been a source of debate. Law enforcement has been using facial recognition for several years now, and companies, schools, and other organizations are increasingly making use of the AI-powered software. But Clearview's technology represents a frightening step toward an all-powerful system that the world hasn't seen before. The secretive company says it has created a database of more than 3 billion images that have been scraped from all corners of the Internet, including social networks like Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. From just a snapshot or video still, Clearview claims its app lets someone using the tech identify a face and match it with publicly available information about the person, all within just a few seconds. Meanwhile, 1.0 revealed that Clearview AI had also sought to supplement its database of web-scraped photos with mugshots, though it's not clear whether the company was successful. Do we want to live in a world where this technology exists? Clearview argues that the tech can help track down dangerous people, and its site points to child molesters, murderers, suspected terrorists. And as the Times reported in February, the company's facial recognition has helped identify child victims in exploitative videos posted to the web. But clearly the tech can be used for a lot more than that. And critics say facial recognition is way too risky, enabling excessive surveillance and threatening our privacy rights. Another concern is that the technology, broadly, has also been shown to be less accurate on people of color, women, and other minority groups. Faced with these concerns, the world's biggest tech companies have stepped up and, sent cease and desist letters to Clearview that order the company to stop scraping their sites for our data. But it's not clear how much good that will do, or how invested they actually are in protecting our personal information. While some lawsuits against Clearview are also popping up, it's not yet apparent how Clearview could be stopped. That has privacy advocates pointing to the need for a federal law regulating, or even outright banning, facial recognition in the United States. Facial recognition isn't new. But this huge database of faces is. So here's how Clearview's tool works. Say you have an image of a person, but you don't know their name. You could input that photo into Clearview's app, 
and it will turn up any image of the person that it had scraped from the internet, as well as links to websites from which those images came. That could be a good amount of information. Again, Clearview's database reportedly includes more than 3 billion images taken from around the web. That's much more than what law enforcement agencies typically have access to. The Times reports that the technology will work with images of faces from many different angles, while older facial recognition tools used by police departments might require the subject to be looking straight ahead, like in a mugshot. That means images from social media posts on platforms like Instagram could pop up even images that are no longer, but once were, publicly available. And keep in mind, the tool doesn't just surface pictures that you've taken and posted online. It will also turn up any photos posted of you, even those posted without your consent or knowledge. Clearview is a search engine for publicly available images, Clearview CEO Hone Tun that told Recode in an email. We do not and cannot index any images that are private or protected, such as those in a private Instagram account. A previously public image may or may not be searchable with Clearview depending on the time it was public and that would depend on the individual case. Clearview decides who can and can't use this tool. More than 600 law enforcement agencies have used Clearview AI in the past year, as have federal agencies like the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, according to the Times. The FBI would not confirm to Recode that it had used Clearview's tool, instead pointing to its testimony last year about its use of facial recognition more broadly. The DHS has not responded to Recode's request for comment. Earlier reporting suggested that the tool was offered to a wide variety of companies for security, though Tundat wouldn't tell Recode which ones. Now, the company seems to be returning to what it had promised all along, that its tool would only be used for law enforcement purposes. But with the company repeatedly lying and misrepresenting its own work, it's not clear to what degree its most recent commitment should be trusted. And even its most recent promise to only sell its product for government purposes doesn't address concerns that its facial recognition tool could be abused by countries with terrible human rights records. Tundat told the Times earlier this year, if it's a country where it's just governed terribly, or whatever, I don't know if we'd feel comfortable, you know, selling to certain countries. But as other reporting indicates, the company has felt comfortable selling this technology to clients in countries with concerning records on civil liberties and human rights, and BuzzFeed earlier reported that the technology had been offered to users in Saudi Arabia and the UAE. Meanwhile, Clearview had claimed to recode previously that it does not have contracts outside the US and Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the National Police Service in Canada, told Recode that it does not comment on specific investigative tools but that it researches emerging technologies. The use of this tool by law enforcement alone raises questions, however. Imagine, for instance, the ethical problems at play with a police officer using Clearview to identify a protester. Or, say the facial recognition doesn't work as it should and a false match ultimately leads to arresting someone for a crime they didn't commit. Initially, there was fear that Clearview's technology could one day be made available to just about anyone. Such a development could destroy our expectation of being anonymous in public. It's not difficult to imagine terrifying uses of this, and we already have a hint, given how associates of Clearview AI have already made use of the tool. But imagine if a nude picture of you was, at some point in time, posted online. With the snap of a phone camera, it's possible that anyone with Clearview could instantaneously find that image. Or imagine you're walking down the street, and someone decides they want to know where you live and whether you had kids. All they might need is the Clearview app. The scope of Clearview's threat to privacy remains unclear. The Times has reported, police officers and Clearview's investors predict that its app will eventually be available to the public. Unsurprisingly, 
that was different from what Tun that told Recode. Our strict commitment at this time and at all times previously is and has been not to make this tool available to the general public, Tun that said in an email to Recode. Our mission is to reduce crime, fraud, and abuse using our powerful new technology. Any abuse of our technology would be in total violation of our mission and values. There are many good reasons not to trust this company. Clearview's past has raised alarm bells. For one thing, CEO Hon Tun that's previous ventures included an app that added Trump's hair onto photos of people, and he's also been linked to a phishing site. At one point, the company tried to sell a database for extreme opposition research to Paul Nellen, a white supremacist and anti-Semite, who was running for Congress at the time, according to the Times. One investor in the company is Peter Thiel, who helped found PayPay and Palantir and has vocally supported President Trump. The company hasn't been exactly forthright in its advertising claims, either. For instance, BuzzFeed News reporting found two cases in which Clearview claimed a certain law enforcement agency was using its product, when in fact the agency had simply received a tip from the company. Clearview also appears to be claiming that hundreds of police departments were working with them when some of those police departments only signed up for a trial, according to BuzzFeed News. Tun that told Recode, our calculations are based on the number of agencies that are actively using Clearview's technology to help solve crimes. It's not quite clear how well the tool actually works. According to marketing materials obtained by BuzzFeed News, Clearview claimed to have accuracy finding a match out of 1 million faces 98.6% of the time. At the same time, Clearview told the New York Times that the tool produces a match up to 75% of the time, although we don't know how many of those are true matches. Tunnett also told the Times that one difficulty for Clearview's algorithms is that photos scraped from the web were generally at eye level, which is not at the same angle typically captured by surveillance cameras. The company had also said that it had checked the accuracy of its tool using a methodology from the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, an assertion the organization has pushed strongly back against. The claim has since been removed from Clearview's site, though the company still says that its tool was reviewed and certified by an independent panel of experts. Recode asked Clearview who those experts were, but we never heard back. Meanwhile, Craig Watson, the director of the National Institute of Standard and Technologies Image Group, told Recode that Clearview had not volunteered to participate in its facial recognition vendor testing program, and there were no plans to evaluate its algorithms. At the same time, Clearview AI also appears to be developing surveillance cameras, according to BuzzFeed News. Tech companies are fighting back, but that might not be enough. Major internet platforms have responded to Clearview by sending the company cease and desist letters. These companies now include LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Venmo, Google, and YouTube. It's worth noting that Twitter explicitly bans using its platform for the purpose of facial recognition. Meanwhile, Pinterest told Recode that it wasn't aware of scraping on its site by Clearview, though such web scraping would violate their community guidelines. When asked about Clearview scraping its images and videos, Pornhub VP Blake White said in a statement, We have no knowledge of this and actively block scrapers as they violate our terms of service. Apple has since suspended Clearview's access to its developer account for violating its terms. Still, none of the tech companies that responded to Recode's request for comment have said whether they plan to escalate their demands with lawsuits. Clearview said it has received these letters from companies, and that its attorneys are responding appropriately. In an interview with CBS, the company's CEO insisted that there is a First Amendment right to public information. A crowded screen showing faces and various amounts of data. Facial recognition software has become increasingly complex and accurate in recent years. David McNew slash AFP via Getty Images. As users of these technology platforms, 
members of the public are now in a curious position. Although we've long criticized these platforms for profiting off our data, we're now potentially reliant on these companies to defend us from a dystopian world of facial recognition. Keep in mind that several of these companies, like Google and Facebook, have worked on facial recognition technology of their own, albeit confronted with varying levels of controversy and ethical concerns. In February, we learned that Facebook had agreed to pay $550 million to settle an Illinois facial recognition lawsuit inspired by its photo tagging suggestion feature. But despite having access to billions of our photos, none of these companies have gone forward with creating such a tool a boundary Clearview has now crossed. So Clearview might have your photos. Can you do anything about it? According to the privacy policy listed on Clearview's site, users have certain rights. But the policy says that the right to erasure deleting your information from their platform is only available under certain conditions. Although he would not say how many, Tun that had told Recode that Clearview has received a number of these requests and is responding appropriately. In a later email, Tun that said, we're processing removal requests for persons in jurisdictions that impose that legal requirement. In order to make those requests, you would need to confirm your identity with Clearview by sending in get this a photo of yourself on a government ID. But if you, understandably, don't feel comfortable doing that, you might consider suing Clearview. Several lawsuits have now been filed against Clearview, including in Virginia, Illinois and California. While Texas also has a biometric privacy law, it requires the state's attorney general to take action. That doesn't appear to have happened. Tundat said that Clearview designed its tool to follow all relevant laws and regulation. Scott Drury, a former Illinois state representative and attorney representing, told Recode back in February that his class action lawsuit was not just arguing that Clearview violated the Illinois Biometric Privacy Act. He said they're also suing on constitutional grounds. In this case, you have citizens who clearly have a right to their privacy and they have a right to know how the photographs that they put online are being used, Drury said. And Clearview, working with law enforcement, specifically and covertly took these photos and scraped them from the internet and didn't let anyone know that they were doing that. The controversy has prompted some police departments to speak out. Now, the NYPD is denying that it has an institutional relationship with the company, according to BuzzFeed News. The Philadelphia Police Department has said that, for now, they're only testing Clearview AI's tool. The Chicago Police Department has said that, after a trial, it spent nearly $50,000 to use the tech for two years, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. Meanwhile, the state attorney general of New Jersey has ordered that all police in the state stop using the tool. Others, including the Miami Police Department, have been commenting on cases where Clearview AI has helped to identify suspects. But a few cities have already banned law enforcement from using facial recognition. The revelations about Clearview AI have also bolstered calls for federal regulation of the technology. Congress needs to stop messing around and pass legislation to ban the use of face surveillance technology nationwide, said Evan Greer, the deputy director for the digital rights group Fight for the Future, in a statement. That mimics what other privacy advocates are saying. And some lawmakers appear to be listening. When the New York Times story came out, Senator Cory Booker also tweeted that if Congress doesn't act to limit the use of technology in this manner we risk losing our privacy and our freedom. And at the end of January, Senator Ed Markey wrote to Tun that demanding a list of all law enforcement and intelligence agencies in communication with Clearview, along with other questions. In addition to Markey's newest letter to Clearview AI about contract tracing, the senator had earlier sent letter directly to the company calling Clearview's initial response unacceptable, and demanding more information about the company's potential to collect the images of children and its interest in selling its technology to countries with problematic records on human rights. Still, 
Facial recognition has long been used by law enforcement agencies. So while it's possible that Clearview AI could finally galvanize enough backlash to get lawmakers to act, only time will tell. In the meantime, now would be a great time to switch your social media accounts to private. You friends might care what you were wearing Saturday night, but maybe that's something the cops don't need to know. Ha <laughs> ha, what y'all think about that? Clearview AI, somebody's watching me, can't get no privacy. <laughs> you know, I used to think that uh, uh, Michael Jackson sung that song, but it wasn't Michael Jackson. I forgot that boy name who sung that song, but uh, it wasn't Michael Jackson. But uh, this Clearview AI thing, you know, this is kind of interesting. You know how they, you know how this old boy, you know, he developed this uh, this method to scrape the internet to collect every picture of your likeness or my likeness or everything he can find. And how the government, you know, how the FBI and how the local police department, how they're using all this facial recognition and other things to identify people. Now, they, they said it's not 100% legal, but it was interesting here down here in Florida. It was a protest down here in Florida, and this young gal had got arrested. She got arrested, and they was trying to figure out how did they identify her in the crowd. What happened was, it was a, there was a little demonstration down there, and she, she was throwing rocks at the police. Not to say anything, not to say throwing at the rocks at the police right there to do, because I advise anybody, don't you throw rocks at no police, because they shoot you. Well, they shoot you if you're black. <laughs> As we can see from, from the Capitol, you can, you can storm you can, you can storm the White House with, with sticks and guns and everything else. They ain't going to shoot you if you're white. You know, that's just a fact. You know, y'all just got to realize that. But... Yeah, the girl, she got identified. They were trying to figure out, well, how can y'all identify her in a crowd as somebody who's throwing rocks? Well, they arrested her, they charged her, and they, and they didn't disclose to her how they found out she was the one out there throwing them rocks at them police folks. Well, come to find out, after she got her lawyers involved and they did some digging, they found out through Clearview AI. Now, like I said, again, the scary part of this whole thing is, is how they can use Clearview AI without telling you. It's like they can charge you for anything. And they don't have to tell you that we got you on tape or we got you on record. They can just charge you. Now that's a now that's 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 a scary thing. Because anybody can be charged for anything because there's millions of laws on the books. You can be charged for anything. Like the one FBI director once said, he said, you know, he, he said we 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 can arrest anybody for anything because everybody did something. And everything is against the law, even spitting on the sidewalk. So it's kind of amazing to me how they pass these things. But then again, like the guys say, you know, the um, the technology is out, is out the box now. The technology is out the box now to where if he don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And that's the thing with technology. That's the thing you see with China and some of these other places. When technology is out the box... There are going to be some bad actors, going to be some good actors, and there's going to be some bad actors. That's just the way the process is. So, like he said, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And I guess he's just doing it. Now, I'm not one to hold technology back at any point or any time. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to do that. I'm all for technology. I'm not for holding technology back. But in any kind of technology, there's going to be some good and bad actors in it. You know, everybody ain't got good intentions. You know, so y'all get a chance, you know, y'all review that again on Clearview AI and go online yourself. Go online yourself, do some research on this Clearview AI and how how um, how these 
justice departments and and and, and local uh, uh, police departments, and not just that. Your stores like your Walmart. Walmart use Clearview AI. Some of your, your department stores, they using Clearview AI. You know, you, you somebody who go in there and shoplift, right? They got you now. They know you, they know you when you, soon you come through the door. And that thing, ping, ping, ping. Soon as your face walk through that door. And you can have a mask on, it don't matter. <laughs> they got your lightness. All your tattoos. Like people running around here with these tattoos on. Let me tell you something. You a dung on fool. The only thing you doing is marking yourself. That's all you doing. So why you, you, you can wear, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, but what I'm saying is you mark yourself because if you go out here and commit a crime or something like that, man, you got to have a full body suit on. You got all these tattoos all over your body, all that stuff is being recorded and marked. So one thing I'm saying is that if you're a criminal, you plan to do something malicious, you know, don't have no tattoos or no body marks or anything like that because they got you. They got you. And a lot of things folks indeed, you know, they got you recorded, they just ain't saying nothing, but they can get you anytime they want to. You know, for you folks out there who like who like to commit a crime, you know, I was listening to this one, uh, this one uh, black guy. He's in the gangs. He's not in the gangs, but uh, he's an older gentleman now. He's doing, a, you know, trying to do the right thing now. But he was saying when he was coming up, you know, he was part of you know the gang, and he never got gang tattoos. And so he went to prison. You know, you got to identify yourself. You identify by your tattoos. And if you come in there with no tattoos, you have to get a tattoo to mark your set or who you with. You know, in other words, you got to be branded like a cow. And he said, he said, I went into prison with no tattoos and I came out with no prison because my gang affiliation is branded, branded in my heart, not on my body. Now, that kind of made sense to me. But at the same time is when you get them tattoos, you branding yourself. And when you branding yourself, that's an identifiable mark. So when you go anywhere, anywhere, I don't care if you, you one store you can go in with your tattoo not marked, the other one with your tattoo covered up, whatever, they got you. They got you. And it's like I say, again, it's not something you can run for. This is just the modern day that we living in. You can fight against it all you want, but this is the day that we living in a technology. So like I say, y'all do y'all research for yourself on this Clearview AI. And uh, when you get a chance, you know, if you're interested in this Gurkha Ghost, trying it out, stop by your local cigar spot first. Like I always tell y'all, shop locally first at the cigar lounge. And if you can't find your local cigar lounge, then you go on online to your host, the CI, or somebody else, in order for your humidor. But always shop local first. And like I tell y'all all the time in closing, y'all take care of everybody out there in life. But more importantly, y'all take care of y'allself first. All right now. Hey there, Ken folk. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pie talks here I'll be giving, then want y'all consider buying old Uncle Maduro a cigar. You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I'll be giving. So now that I'm done harassing y'all like a cigar at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right now. <laughs>